our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Hello and welcome to Girls That Invest, the platform that empowers millennials through financial literacy. You're joined today by your hosts, Sim and Sonia, two millennial investors who are extremely passionate about all things investing and personal finance. Hey, Sonia. Hi, Sim. Today's podcast is super fun, super informative. We want to get into the nitty gritty while still keeping it, I guess, light and easy to understand. Today, we are talking about the 10 stocks that we both are going to be keeping an eye on in 2021. Does this mean that we think these stocks are going to take us to the moon or that they're going to make us a lot of money or that they might be less risky? Unfortunately, no. No one has a crystal ball, not even us, to tell you what's going to happen in the stock market. And we thought we'd kind of just take you through the journey of how we look into things we might be interested in. Sometimes, We're just interested in seeing if they will be good investments in the future. And sometimes we look at them just to see how things are going and just honestly being a little bit nosy and a bit curious. But before we begin, of course, Sonia, hi. How are you? I'm fine. (laughs) Okay, no, you're not. (laughs) It's all in the pause. (laughs) It's been a week. It's been so long. You know what? So... For our old listeners that have sort of followed us along since our last season, and for anyone new, you might know that while also investing in stocks, I am looking for my first home. Yay. Sonia, today I saw a listing on TradeMe. It like came up this morning, like it literally was listed this morning. And I was like, you know what? It's not that cute, but I'm not against it. So I like emailed the real estate agent and I was like, hey, like, you know, I'm a first home buyer. I don't have a lot of choices. Um, What do you got? Like, what are you thinking this is going to be like going for? And do you know what he said? Do you know what he said to me? He was like, oh, hey, sorry, it got sold. And I was like, it got listed this morning. What do you mean? That is crazy. He was like, yeah. It got sold and it went over our asking, like on the range of what we thought it would go for, it went on the high end. I was like, that's cool. Like, congratulations to the new owners. Yeah, I didn't care anyway. I was just, you know, asking for a friend. Like, yeah. Thanks. Regards, Jennifer. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> 
Okay, so let's start off with growth stocks. So to keep it simple, growth stocks are the companies that increase their revenue and earnings faster than the average business in their industry or the market as a whole. And the ones that we're about to list, they have certain momentum and long-term potential that make them the top growth stocks to buy or look out for in 2021 and beyond. So, Sim, do you want to start off with the first growth stock? Yeah, absolutely. So, off the bat, Shopify is something that I'm keeping my eye on for this year. For those that don't know, Shopify is an e-commerce retailer, so it's where people that have businesses go to to help them build a website for their business and let them take on just like the online space a lot easier so rather than going out and hiring someone to build your website they just make it super like dummy friendly to put it nicely to get you on there and they're no small retailer they have hosted brands like Kylie Cosmetics they have Nescafe they have The Economist and What I like about Shopify is something, I guess it's a little bit more personal because I do have e-commerce websites. I personally have gone through all of their competitors to see what works and Shopify is who I always come back to. It's who I refer to. And the financials are something I'm really happy with. Total quarterly revenue climbed by 96% from year ago levels. The net income that they made came at a very cool 195% million dollars and given that everything is sort of moving online it is something that I have not invested in yet but I do see myself keeping an eye on it. The one thing however that concerns me is that Shopify doesn't have what you call a very good market share. It only controls 20% of the market so its competitors some of them are even bigger than Shopify and that doesn't exactly give it the industry advantage that I'm kind of after. But something to take into account further, this is something I actually read today on the news that Shopify has announced that it is going to be bringing its checkout system to Facebook and Instagram stories. And if you are a retailer, that is huge. So a stock that I have been thoroughly interested in and I've been enjoying the banter quite a bit on all the groups that we're a part of I'm sure you've seen it but it's actually Neo so for those of you who don't know Neo is an electric car and it's founded in China and essentially I feel like trying to pinpoint where the hype even came from is kind of hard I feel like it has like a cult following is that rude yeah no no, that's literally what it is. It started because Tesla had a cult following and then Neo kind of like people like also like, oh, that's also cool. Neo was like, I'm not like other girls. I love a little bit of diversity. Look, I'm so sorry. Do you know, people were so annoying. My brother is one of those finance bros that were like, no, you idiot. Like, it doesn't matter that he had like this farm or whatever. He literally could have sat there and done nothing. But look what he did. And like, he can't hear you. Like, you don't need to be so defensive like it's just us talking like you know and it's never really happened before where we straight up turn a stock into a meme it's such a meme stock it's just it's too good anyways it is on the rise like I was reading on the Nasdaq website they do articles as well and 
the article is titled Neostock Deserves a Spot in Long-Term Portfolios. And it was essentially saying that across the year, so this past year, it's gone up like uh, 900%. Now, that does sound like an over-exaggeration, especially by me, who is known to be very dramatic, but that is real. Like, that is a real number. And I think just with the cult following and I guess the hype around everything, I'll be keeping an eye on it. So with the current market capitalization approaching $100 billion, NEO is currently trading at almost 40 times 2020 sales, and that's estimated to be about 20 times in 2021 sales. What that really means is that it's outperforming a lot of other stocks like this past quarter. And in my opinion, I feel like it's just going to keep rising. Because that's what bad bitches do. That is not financial advice. Just a disclaimer. <laughs> we toy with like a lawsuit every episode, Sonia. And it's literally my fault every single time. I'm just trying to get sued. Love a little bit of clout. Sam, what was the other thing that you were going to say? <laughs> what was that thing that you were going to interrupt me on? Yeah, so Alibaba is, I feel like, if you're not sure what Alibaba is, you probably have heard of AliExpress, and Alibaba is the sort of parent owner of AliExpress. It is the biggest e-commerce marketplace in the world. It is the largest business-to-business marketplace. What that means is it lets wholesalers get in contact and buy with companies. So just say, I want to start selling something here. Alibaba is one of the manufacturing connecting businesses that I can look into. In terms of the numbers, it's pretty good. Their annual gross merchandise volume is more than one trillion. And what I like about Alibaba is that it has many branches of businesses under the company itself. So it's got cloud, it's got logistics, it's got digital media. And interestingly enough, those are all very in-demand sectors. So it's just something to keep an eye on. In the last quarter, revenue rose 30% and adjusted net income jumped 44% to $6.9 billion. For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it. From local pop-ups to global retailers, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win-win-win. To learn more about how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. Just to give an idea, because I feel like I'm just throwing numbers out there, that gives Alibaba the same impressive margins as a company like Facebook. Now, on the flip side, something that I'm kind of keeping my, you know, wits about is that Chinese stocks do tend to trade at a 
discount because of regulatory concerns. That's not me saying I don't trust it. That's just how it is and possibly the lack of discrepancy. But I'm definitely keeping an eye on this one. There's definitely a theme of retail and e-commerce going on in our growth stocks, which honestly just makes sense. Like what's the biggest boom or what's one of the biggest booms in the world right now? It is technology. It is making things easier. And you were going to talk about Square Inc. as well? Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, Square Inc. is an American financial services and mobile payment company. It's based in California. And essentially what they do is they sell software and hardware payments. And it's especially popular within small business services. So last year... As Sim just said, I mean, we're still in a pandemic, but um, when it first started to hit its rise, there was that increase, I guess, need and demand for digital payments. So Square Inc. was like, hello, I'm here. Yeah, in terms of numbers, because of the rise of digital payments, Square Inc. stock actually surged 248% in 2020 because investors They focused on the growth of its consumer cash app. Something interesting to point out is that they also purchased, which is, I know this is something that you'll love, Sim, that I'm mentioning this, but they purchased $50 million worth of Bitcoin. I think they bought at the dip at the time. And then at the same time, Square stock hit an all-time high. And that's why I want to keep an eye on it as well. It's going to be interesting to see how. I guess it changes the game in terms of digital wallets, which leads me into the other growth stock that I'm keeping an eye on and wanted to talk about, which is PayPal. Good old PayPal. I feel like everyone everyone talks about it. It is quite a common or popular stock that people are aware of, unlike Square Inc., which, you know, came through into 2020. But essentially, for those of you who don't know, PayPal Holdings, again, an American company, they operate an online payment system. And the great thing about it is it focuses on international transfers. And yeah, it's great for e-commerce, great for expanding your business. But the reason I am also keeping an eye on it is similar lines to Square Inc. They have allowed cryptocurrency payments through PayPal. I think they were one of the first in the game that allowed it. So Damn. Yeah. Kind of blends being a growth stock and also being long term value as well, which goes back to like it is quite popular and people are aware that it exists. Moving on from our growth stocks, there's also some value stocks, some, you know, good old more stability, more stable, less fluctuation stocks. The way that I differentiate growth stocks from value stocks like growth stocks are those relationships that you have in your younger years very up and down very high risk high reward you don't really know what's going to happen but you're just there for the ride and value stocks are kind of what you go into when you're you know what you're 35 everyone's getting married you kind of just want to settle down and there's less bumps hopefully that's the idea and there's a bit more of a track record A great example of a value stock is Facebook. So everyone knows 
Facebook as this social media giant that I'm sure all of you use and interact on, but it's actually had quite a turbulent year and that's mainly because of all the press or media it's been getting just with all the political campaigns and the things that it's been a part of and I guess people weren't huge fans of Mark Zuckerberg's actions this past year I think they've really honed in on his behavior and what he's been doing with as well which has affected I guess the stock essentially in terms of which is understandable mind you so Whoever's the PR manager or like the marketing manager of Facebook, I know it's been a year. I hope, I hope you're doing okay. I'm sending some love, sending some light, regardless of the turbulent, I guess, media presence that Facebook has had the past year. It's still performed in the past quarter, so I think people are like realizing that it's still quite a big you know, platform to be on. I mean, the worldwide daily active users rose to 1.8 million the past quarter, and that is led in like the Asia Pacific region as well, which is interesting. In terms of numbers, it rose at 52% from a year ago, and the revenue has surged 33% to 28.1 billion the past year. So I feel like the accelerating revenue growth, you know, despite all the controversies that it's been a part of in like, I guess, US politics, it just speaks to the fact that it has been performing and meeting its targets. So a stock that hasn't been doing so well last year, but it's something that I've kind of been keeping on my radar as one of the value stocks for 2021 is the Coca-Cola company. Now, before you laugh, yes, it had a mediocre year last year. The pandemic hit the beverage industry hard. And with Coke, because it is so strongly built into its partnerships, so, you know, movie theatres, sports teams, all of that sort of took a hit too. So obviously it just wasn't getting its name out there the way it did. However, it is on a recovery trail and it is benefiting from buyer's interest again. So the last value stock that I wanted to say, and it is Chef's Kiss, the S&P 500. We've spoke about it before. It is a classic stock market index and essentially it just measures the 500 large companies listed in the stock exchanges in the US. So, for example, you've got Apple in there, Microsoft, Amazon, Tesla, Facebook, etc. Yeah, so that's just, I feel like, cop classic. I want to keep an eye on it, more so out of curiosity than anything. Or habit, actually. Mm -hmm. So... Moving on from our good old value stocks, our IPO stocks. So just a quick little breakdown of the jargon of what an IPO is. It's basically when a company that you can't buy stock of, for example, like your local fish and chip store, your local cafe, those aren't companies that you can take shares of. Companies that are private companies become public, like Facebook, like Google, like Amazon, by having an IPO and basically announcing to the world, hey, we're going to go public and you can buy a piece of our company. And they basically just do this to raise some money for themselves. 
So there's two stocks. These are our last two for today. The CEO of a large asset management company in New York was saying or suggesting that 2021 is the year of IPOs. There's a lot of interesting ones coming out there and it was hard for me to decide what to include. But these are our top two. This is one's a little bit controversial, Sonia. Robinhood is going to IPO. Now, for those that don't know, they shot themselves in the foot, so to speak. And they, you know, with the whole GameStop thing, they halted trading. And it was really sad to see. And when you think about stock trading apps, Robinhood was the name. It had grown so rapidly, especially during the pandemic. And its model of no commissions really made it a very sleek, very accessible trading app. But one, GameStop literally shot themselves in the foot. Two, they've also had some mishaps regarding security. And it's had a lot of negative publicity. All in all, Robinhood was going to be, in my opinion, an amazing IPO. And I mean, they have a one-star rating right now after the GameStop incident. Like, if that doesn't speak about how everyone's expecting this to go, I don't know what else will. Yeah, it's just so disappointing to hear because I feel like they did really market themselves as, you know, let the people people trade. And I believe they even tweeted it. That tweet just came around to um, essentially shoot themselves in the foot with their actions, especially the past month. Stripe is going to IPO as well. This is kind of going off, for those that don't know, what Sonia was saying about Square. Funny that they're kind of named similarly. But like Square, Stripe is a platform that you use to help you make your online purchases. So when you go to a shop's website, it's not the shop owner that gets your credit card details and takes that transaction. It's a third party like Stripe, like Square. And Given that two of the hottest trends of 2020 are e-commerce and fintech services, so financial tech, it is kind of a two-in-one. It has been like Square as well, really hot during the pandemic, and a private valuation for the company was pegged at $36 billion, and Bloomberg said that Stripe was seeking to raise funds through their IPO at between 70 to a billion dollars which is crazy and some people have even been brave enough to say that Stripe will be 2021's biggest IPO and I feel like Robin Hood's demise has almost set that in stone but of course you never know what's going to happen I would be very surprised if it went any other way though I think we have covered some pretty interesting points about the 10 stocks that we've been keeping our eye on or we're going to continue to pay close attention to. We covered off some growth stocks with Shopify and Alibaba, Neo, PayPal and Square. And then we also went over some value stocks like Facebook and Coca-Cola. And then last but not least, some IPOs that we're keeping an eye on like Robinhood and Stripe. But yeah, of course, I know you're probably sick and tired of us saying this, but just one last time, these 10 stocks are absolutely not 10 stocks that we think will make you richer this year or 10 stocks that everyone should invest in. I personally am not going to be investing in all 10 of these. I really 
just wanted to use this as a stepping stone for me and Sonia to just sort of verbalize what we've been keeping an eye on, but not necessarily because we want to put our hard-earned money into it. I think that is a perfect segue to lead into our disclaimer. So again, just um, a reminder that Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence. Alright, I think that's us. Till next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.